Minnesota basketball fans, welcome back to the Living in Loserville podcast. He's Aaron. I'm Chris. We're here to talk some Timberwolves basketball. Now, obviously, um, it has been a bad run of late, losing five of the last six. Um, luckily, well, not really luckily, um, Ant did get hurt, but luckily it's not some sort of major, major injury there. Um, so I guess you could say we dodged a bullet minorly. It's not even a high ankle sprain, so that's positive. So we're going to kind of – we know you don't want to go, you know, back a 10 days and break down the first quarter of some loss that we had. We are going to talk a little bit about this losing streak um, and just some of the things that are starting to falter again. For a little bit there, we felt like we had the, the clutch time last five minutes of a five-point game, you know, um, thing going really well had that three game winning streak and whatnot, but of late it's kind of kind of went back, you know, kind of went back. And I understand like the the last game without Ann even starting, you know, we get it, we get it. That's going to be tough and no Ann and no Cat. Um, but that Chicago game, I mean, that's still a winnable game. I know we don't have Ann and Cat, but still though, you know, you got to look at what the hell happened on the court, and we're just giving away. Giving away games. Um, so we're going to get into this, you know, and kind of talk it through. There's not going to be a, a large gopher segment at the end of it because their season's now done, although March Madness has been fun through two rounds, that's for sure. Uh, we'll get into it in just a second. If this is your first time listening to the Living and Losing Bro podcast, welcome. It streams live right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Ropadope Radio. However, you don't have to go to Blog Talk and Ropadope and download the show directly there. If you don't want to, you can find it in a variety of places. Um, for this basketball show under the Ropadope Radio podcast on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Player FM, tune in. We also have a, a Spricker page um, with uh, for Living in Loserville. We're on Spotify with that as well. Um and while you're at it, why don't you head on over to the com and Sports News 24. And one more thing. If you're cut, if you're thinking about cutting the cord or you have, you're not quite happy, I got something for you. Get your TV together without the hassle of cable. Stream the best entertainment and sports, starting with 75 live channels. Limited for a limited time, only save $120 over the first year when you sign up for any package and buy the direct TV streaming device. There's no annual contracts, no hidden fees, plus learn how to get premier channels included for the first three months with the qualifying packages. Sign up today, direct TV stream. Okay, my computer was messed up there for a second, but it seems okay. All right, I'm going to go ahead and bring in my co-host, Aaron. And, you know, we did the show, uh, you know, the Vikings show this last week. Uh, we you know, two weeks ago we did the show. We were on that three-game winning streak. Everything was on the up and up. Felt great. Um, and we only had two games in a game that week. So we're like, well, why don't we just do a Vikings podcast and we'll come back to the Timberwolves. Well, we've come back to the Timberwolves, Aaron, and we found a little bit of struggle uh, in these last six games. But, you know, other than that, how are you doing, my friend? Uh, I'm doing well. Um, you know, speaking of a little bit of struggle, it, it just seems to be one thing after the other with, uh, this Timberwolves squad. They, again, with the finishing games is an issue. 
um, free throw shooting. There's a bunch of stuff going on. Um, and right when you thought, when we thought, hey, maybe they're, you know, starting to get their legs under them with all the changes and whatnot. Um, no pun intended with, uh, speaking of legs with Ant and Cat, but, um, you know, it seems like things are starting to unravel a little bit. And now we're down to the very last part of the season here and on a little skid. And, you know, we're not too far out, Chris, but it just seems like there might, you know, it just doesn't seem like we're going to somehow reemerge or have a surge. We don't know. But, and then you talked a little bit about the Gopher squad. And like you said, there's not a lot to talk about there. It's kind of a, I don't want to say a shit show, but stuff's not the way we thought it was going to go. So yeah, it's been interesting and it was fun to do the Vikings podcast, but uh, getting back to the Wolves is not as uh, encouraging as we thought it would be. Yeah, we should have done one last Monday just about those two games to feel a little better, but we let it go too long now. Um, yeah, I mean, even real quick, you know, that not, that 76ers game uh, with no Harden in the lineup, you know, that that's a game where you got to at least be in it down the stretch. And, and you know, besides Ant, um, we had not too many other folks show up in that game. Very, very poor shooting from the outside overall. Um, you know, it just, it just was rough. It, it was a rough one. They shot, like, under 40% from the field. Um you know, like I said, no, nobody else in the starting lineup was in double digits. And there was a point where, um, shit, even in the second quarter, the Wolves were up 36-31. It was tied with four minutes in the second quarter, 43-43. They end up, Philly ends up leading that quarter 58-45. to You know, it's just, it's just like, man, what the hell just happened? But like I said, he just didn't get enough help. Um in that game, and we just didn't play that well. That Brooklyn game went to overtime. Um, great, you know, fun game to watch from the you know outside looking in, no doubt about it. And something that I've noticed lately, um, Ant in some of these blocks, you know, have been really fun to watch. He had a, you know, back-to-back possessions where he got a block, and then overtime on the same possession he got a block. Uh, came down, hit a 12-foot jumper to go up 112, uh, or no, 121-118, and there's under two minutes left. And next thing you know, we're down by three. You know, we ended up, you know, missing open shots. Uh, there was a little issue with the – so taking it through that Brooklyn game, a lot of people were freaking out. In the, in the Boston game, um, you know, as far as the fouls, Ant um, was passing. A double team came to him. He was passing. You could call contact there. And then Conley, I would say that you could say it was for sure contact because uh, on the three-point shot. He, he, because, it first of all, it was like a not just an air ball, but a really bad air ball. So he, he, there had to have been some contact there. And that generally does get called. Um, you know, Ant was at least moving forward into the defense. So, some you know, some people think that was automatic fall right there. I don't know. It would have been, you know, a two-point. We should have been on the free throw line then at that point. But I do think Conley got fouled for sure. Ant probably could have passed that earlier before the double team even reached him. Uh, but I can understand some people with the, the Ant thing right there with the, with the contact when he passed it to Conley for the three. But that possession was just a mess, and it's kind of a mi- microcosm of, of what's been going on. And, you know, I will say the Boston, there were several – 
you know, several things about the Boston game on both sides, but probably leaning more towards us where, you know, the rest did kind of mess that up. Um, but once again, a, a very winnable game, um, you know, early in the fourth quarter, we're only down by four. Nas is going crazy. The bench points, the bench has been up and down, but like in that game, that, that, um, that Brooklyn game, you know, two points, I think, from the bench in the first half, but then 21 in the second, and Nas had a lot to do with that. Um, it's just, you know, missing multiple open shots in that fourth quarter, and uh, you did see Anderson and Ant start to heat up, though. We, we missed a free throw in there, but still at 95-93, four minutes left, um, both Anderson and Ant missed free throws, a couple missed, you know, three-pointers, and then even a three-pointer, you know, that may have counted, you know, earlier before it actually ended. McDaniels missed the three. So, you know, it was just, I don't know, it's been kind of ongoing lately um, with this fourth quarter. We were kind of experiencing it there for a while, um, especially after we made the trade. It was kind of win one, lose one, win a few, lose a few. And we just weren't, you know, in that clutch time. We've been in a bunch of these clutch games now. And for those, you know, wondering what clutch is, it is that. Within five points with five minutes left, that that is where clutch kicks in. So, yeah, man, I mean, just winnable games of Brooklyn and Boston. And, and like I said, at Chicago, you know, even with Ant out, I think you only play like eight or nine minutes. I get that, you know, and, and I'm willing to do that. But it's like, dude, like 90 to 80 at the beginning of the fourth, and then it's 96, 95, less than five minutes, you know, bad turnovers, Missed shots. Like, if you look at the OT, we were up, you know, by two with, like, 30 seconds left, up by two with, like, 20-some seconds left. And whether it's missing a shot, just horrible turnover, just random stuff. And and definitely the free throws. And, and obviously, we can actually pick a couple different people there, but Rudy stands out most there. You know, he's a center, so he's not going to be necessarily, you know, uh, 82%, but, uh, you know, he's missed some, some free throws down the stretch too. But it's just been a, a variety of, you know, just bad offense, really, man. It, it's It's been pretty frustrating to watch down the stretch of games. That's a nice synopsis of the last bit. Um, yeah, it's careless things, like you said, turnovers, uh, avoidable things like free throw shooting. Um, turnovers are also avoidable. Missed shots, okay, as long as you're getting good shots, that's fine. But um, you want to start making some of those and getting down to just closing out these games with Ant or without him. Um, I thought, see, I really thought Connolly would have a, a big impact on the closing out of games just because he'd slow things down, control the ball, uh, you know, reduce the turnovers, et cetera. But that hasn't seemed to really happen. And um, I mean, you've seen some bright spots uh, within this streak. You know, Jaden McDaniels is more offensive. Uh, I guess capability. Um, our boy McLaughlin getting back to form, but yeah, it's just the careless things and you know the things they were weren't really doing uh, earlier in the season. I, I know Sloma was usually good at settling things down a little bit and making good plays, but that for the most part has stayed the same, but not to the extent. And I just think there's a lot of careless things and defensive lapses, offensive lapses. Just avoidable things. Now, they haven't played horrible, horrible. They haven't been blown out. But giving up leads is almost worse than getting blown out because it's like you have it. It's there. You know, just hold the lead. You know, slow the game down. 
you know, don't turn the ball over, you know, basic fundamental things to do. And it just seems to be an issue uh, coming down the stretch here. And it's, it's head scratching, Chris, because we just really can't, so many things um, that it could be. And, but it's not one, you know, so it's very confusing and, um, you could just chalk it up to, well, it's a new team together, but you know, they've been together for a good 10, 12 games now. Um, you would think that they'd find some sort of continuity there and it just hasn't seemed to, uh, manifest itself. Yeah. And I, and I, you know, I think that we are putting a little too much on Ant's shoulders from a, a closer facilitator type thing. I mean, ever since the D-Lo trade, Meaning we didn't have cat, of course, because some people would jump on that, like, oh, but the trade, and we're not talking about the trade's bad. We're just saying that we knew that there was going to be a hole there. There's going to be a time frame of like, man, it's going to be tough, even tougher to do what we got to do without, you know, cat or without another closer with D-Lo to be able to go off. And, and even if he's not going off, you still got to respect his three point shot. You still got, when he's got the ball in his hand, he's still got to figure out, all right, what's he going to do? Um, so, and he's, you know, to be fair, he's been in the last five seasons, three out of the five, he's been top five, top ten type clutch time player, whether it's points, shooting percentage, blah, 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 blah. So he's been a closer like that. So a lot of it is just asking too much out of your 21-year-old. And, you know, it's funny because sometimes you'll see Ant just come down and, and, and hit shots and not be afraid to take him and just do it. Other times – you know, he will settle, right? He'll settle for three. Sometimes he lets the shot clock go to, like, seven or eight seconds, and then he'll pass out of it. Um, but that kind of goes on, you know, worrying too much about that. But, you know, you're right about the Conley thing to an extent, but also sometimes, you know, or even Anderson too, like you said, like sometimes we are settled down. Sometimes we are. We have the open shots, and we're just not knocking them down. You know, and it's just like, dude, or free throws. I mean, you know, yeah, of course you can work on free throws, but that's that's like, it doesn't take a, a you know a unit to be together, you know, together for a year and a half, right, to to hit free throws because that's an individual thing when you're you know at the actual line. So yeah, it has been just kind of a breakdown there. But you did mention uh, J Mac, and you know, even in a losing effort, he had nine points and eight assists. Um, with only a few turnovers, had eight and four the other night, had five and four in Boston, uh, five assists against Atlanta. Um, so, yeah, it does seem like some of that rust is coming off, and we're starting to see, you know, hopefully a guy that can really help us next year. I mean, down the stretch this year, of course, but it's not like we're going to the conference final, right, even if we make it in the plan. And now we do have to say even if we make it in the plan um, because it's not a guarantee. We don't know how long Ant's going to be out. Um, I have noticed, you know, although Alexander Walker is still a heady player on defense, his three-point shooting is faded. I believe Noel was supposed to come back tonight, but like I said, I'm not doing the spoilers on the game, so I don't know if he actually uh, is playing. But I know he was close to being, you know, returning anyway. We have seen Conley, you know, have to – score more points, especially now with Ant out. So we have seen – I got to give him some credit there. He has – I mean, he had 28 points uh, in like six assists or whatever with only one turnover against Chicago. Uh, didn't play as well 
you know, as Toronto, you know, against Toronto, that Atlanta game, he, he played really well, I thought, too. Um, but, you know, you can only ask so much. He is that quote-unquote true point guard. Beyond the free throw issue at times with Rudy, he's still just steaming away. I mean, this guy's really playing well, and I think uh, it just gets kind of caught up in the negativity of what's going on right now in this overall season. Um, but he he's playing good, man. He's playing good. You can say whatever you want about the trade and all that, and that's fine. Uh, but he's been playing really good, and, and that's good just moving forward. But, yeah, it's it's – it's been a mess of late, and um, I don't know. In some ways, it's like I try to look at the negatives and see what they are, right? But you also got to find some positives in the fact that, you know, we have asked other guys to step up. Ultimately, we are getting something out of this season. It's just not what we wanted. I mean, we've put Ant in so many different situations. You know, it is going to help him moving forward. Yeah, that's a good point, Chris. I mean, not like this is a finished product by any stretch of the imagination. And you can't think that um, you can't put a price tag or I guess a, a final spin on the Rudy trade. He has played well. He's done a lot of what we've asked him to do, what we thought we'd do. Yes, it was a high price, blah, blah, blah. What can be said, what can be said about the trade that hasn't already be said, been said? But, um, you know, it's a lot of change, Chris. I mean, a lot over the course of the last 30, 40 games. And, if you hear my dog barking, he's outside. So, um, yeah, I mean, what do you think? Maybe go to the off season and then you retweak and figure out what you got to go. I mean, is it one step back to go two steps forward? It could be a lot of different things, and that's putting a, a positive spin on everything. And you don't want to just be down in the dumps. I mean, but it is not a finished product, and it and if it is, then it's, that's a serious issue. But um, I think you got to build around Ant here. I think that's become uh very clear in the la- in the last uh, 40 games and um cuz cat i mean he's there but he's not here right now and if he comes back it'll be 9 games or 8 games or 7 games or 6 games or whatever it is toward the end right. of the season and the play in was we thought a sure thing at the very least and now like you mentioned it's you know we're hoping to get there um but on a positive note i think you know if you can get through the season say you don't make the play in you take a long, hard look at where you are as a roster and you have the off season. You have, uh, you know, I guess you don't have a lot of, uh, draft picks, but you free agency or whatever player movement, you can find a way to, to try to get it to mesh a little bit better. I mean, I like Connell. He's old, but I like the style of play. Uh, I think that's necessary with ant. Um, it was nice to have a guy like, Russell who could fill it up but you know is that what do you think Chris is that the way to go the fill it up combo point or the because I'm kind of on the fence now I thought maybe if you got a solid pass first uh structural point guard um and like I said you can't judge you know in these last bit of games but from the eye test so far it's hard to tell which way to go with Ant and and it's really hard to tell altogether with Cat out about how that's going to mesh together because I think Rudy and the works good with the traditional point guard, but maybe you know you need Ant to have another scoring option in the backcourt. There's just a lot of unanswered questions at this point with the pres- with the present makeup of the roster and particularly the starters 
that you want to try to find where's the glue there. I think you have a lot of really nice pieces, but to round it out, Chris, I think the guard position, the, the ball handler is probably the most important part there because you have a lot of other parts um, that are there. I mean, Cat there at the four is, is a good thing. Rudy there at the five appears to be a good thing. McDaniels at the three appears to be a good thing. Um, Ant at the two. So what do you want at the one? Well, I mean, we're not, to be fair, we're not really going to be able to do a whole lot this off season to, I mean, we already tweaked, we already did a tweak as far as point guard, you know? So I, if anybody's anticipating, we're going to make another move for a point guard. I'm not saying it's not possible because, you know, it is, it's possible. And, and maybe it will be, you know, by the trade deadline because he only has one year on his, on his deal. But, um, any kind of, like we, we already just made a, a, you know, in a sense, just made one like a month ago. So anyone that wants to do this, you know, major change again, it, it just, it kind of feels like two years ago where there was a lot of, and I've heard a lot of people, it's funny because saying that they want, they, they got to shake it up. We got to shake it up. And had we have seen, you know, had it only been 10 or 15 games that cat, you know, missed and we got to see other 40 plus games well then at least we'd have a little bit more data but it, it just feels like we're going backwards to two years ago when all these people wanted to make these trades when we hadn't even seen the people you know the, the players on the court you know so and we saw the last 15 to 20 games that kind of gel and then we had you know that team that had been you know going back to 2020 right before COVID with like a month before COVID, we made those major trades and then kind of weaned it down. Um, and so I think it'd be a not just a mistake because you don't you never want to trade just to trade, right? But um, I think Conley's right now just fine. It does give us some time to uh, see what we're going to do with that position, give us another year to figure that out. But I don't really think this, this offseason is – really a, a lot of change. Now, if we don't make the playoffs, we do put ourselves into the lottery, which, uh, yeah, that's not our pick, but you don't really want to see that pick in the lottery just because you never know. It's actually more even than it used to be for the top four picks. So, you know, that is one of those kickers, a kick in the ass if all of a sudden, you know, we see our pick and it's the third pick. You know, you're like, God damn it. Now that's a valuable one, you know, so – um, but overall, I don't think we can judge a whole lot off of this. I know it's 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 tough to say for some folks, but I don't think you could. I don't think I think Conley's fit in just fine, you know, and he does fit better um, because he's played with him. It's not just you know D'Lo started to be able to pass to to Rudy Anderson and D'Lo on the whole team are the only ones that can do it with any kind of consistency. But Conley literally had multiple years to figure it out, not just that he's you know passed first. Offense isn't going to be our issue once we get Cat back. When you have those two guys that can go for 20, 30, 40 points at any given night, um, I think we're okay there. You know, so I don't, I don't think this offseason is going to be, I mean, we'll have, you know, I'm not saying we won't sign anyone or tweak something, but I, I don't look to make any kind of uh, major, you know, major change just because we just haven't seen the minutes logged at that position. And I think, there's no point in really doing it, you know, and back to what I was saying about like 
even with Cat, like some people are blaming Cat for for him not coming back, right? But at the same breath, a lot of those people want to trade him. So it's like, well, if you want to trade him, why don't you just shut him down then? I mean, if you're if we're going off, we're going to trade him in the offseason. So to me, I just think it's 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 just giving me 2021 vibes where it's like, guys, calm the f down. We've, we've not made the playoffs before, correct? That that's been a thing. Right? It's only been twice since we've uh, since KG left. And actually, before that too, because the last two years we didn't make it with them. So, I just think it's a it's a it's a lot of noise, um, you know, when it comes to that stuff. But, you know, I think focusing on the development of Ant, which we've given him everything we can with that development. We've really allowed him to facilitate everything you can think of. We basically allowed him to do, and, and so that's going to pay dividends. And you know, we mentioned J Mac coming around. McDaniels, even in this last game with no ants at all, he's doing moves under the rim. And we're like, oh, dude, I didn't even know he had this in his bag because, you know, he doesn't get to show it much. I think McDaniels come up like a far, far way. We all knew he could defend, and he's definitely that whole, oh, we're going to miss Pat Bev because of defense. No, we got someone in the starting lineup that's just as good as him. It's been proven now this year. And he's way longer, and he's 22. Uh, But his offense coming around – I think those little fill-in-the-blanks are going to be fine offensively. I think it's just going to be fine-tuning and, and seeing, you know, what, what we got. Uh, yeah, you're right about no major changes. And I wasn't saying we'll, get, we'll do major changes. I'm just saying, like, in, without Cat, man, it's hard to really look at what you have on the floor because he's such a big part of scoring, rebounding, defense, how you run the floor, spacing, all that stuff. And it's been unfortunate that he's been out, uh, to say the least. And you can't get a good gauge. Like, I keep, while you were speaking, I'm trying to think, okay, well, it's been so long since we've seen Cat on the floor. What would he offer to this group? And um, at, the, at the four, it's, it's a whole nother scoring option, a major one. Um, so many things. Next, it changes Gobert and what he's doing. It changes uh, McDaniel's and what he can do, and it's just a big piece missing. And I don't care the trade thing. People are gonna, I mean, this Timberwolf fan base is something else. But you know, trade and fire and get rid of and start over and this sucks and just everything. I I can't say too much about this fan base it needs to relax a little bit, but um. Yeah, without Cat, it's just – and that's – I think we're all hungry for that, Chris. I think we're all hungry to see, okay, what is this team with Cat on it? Right. Um, and I think, you know, we might get to see it. It looks like he's – might be back for the last stretch of games here. But, you know, I suppose if he isn't, maybe you could start trade speculation perhaps. But I, I really don't think it's going that direction because I think that starting five is a pretty damn good one if you mesh it out through the off season and get some time into play and training camp and all that, and people stay healthy, right. it's going to be hard to stop offensively. And if they have any inclination toward defense, I think you're going to win a lot of games with it. Well, and that's the thing. Like when you look at, we're seventh in defense right now as a team, you know, when's the last time we've been seventh in defense as a team for the Timberwolves? Like, I just, I think it's easy to kind of overlook positivities or like not necessarily positivities, but 
you're going over the top. You know, like, dude, it's not, not as bad as you're saying. You know, and, and I just I just think it's – we get them back for a handful of games. That's not going to be good enough to judge totally, obviously. Um, we did – we were inconsistent when he was in the lineup, no doubt, because we were figuring it out. We don't know where that goes. We did have our longest winning streak with him in, you know, the lineup. Now we had some losing streaks too. Uh, just because it wasn't our longest, we still did, you know. Um, but, yeah, I just think that – and we never even – and it's, you know, the coach Finch, you can say a variety of things of how you like to coach, you know, how he coaches, but he, he likes to work backwards. You know, he's not going to just do um, what they know they can do right away. He's just not going to do it. You know, maybe that'll give us a couple more wins. I understand people's thought processes. We've been talking about this all year on and off, but it, it, it's just not. He's just not. I mean, he wasn't even. He wasn't even having Cat as a, a true stretch four. Cat, by the way, is another facilitator um, who could draw a lot of attention, like you said, to, to have more spacing for Ant and whatnot. But, um, yeah, I just I think it's just kind of a, you know, it is what it is. It sucks. Uh, hopefully we make the playoffs just because, and, and including that lotto pick that I don't necessarily want to see go to third or something like that. That would kind of suck. In the end, is it really going to make a difference? No, but. You know, um, yeah, I just think that we just got to, you know, calm down a little bit. And, and with Rudy, when we talk about blocks, well, you know what? We're not doing the shit he did in Utah. We're not doing that type of defense at all, you know. Now, we have shades of it, and sometimes we do it. We're able to this year with him be able to, like in the last well, two games ago, we, we, we played every type of defense there almost is in that damn game. We were trying to throw anything at him. So, the versatility you can do now that we're starting to figure out, we have figured out some stuff, and it's important stuff. And we're still pretty good in the half court, which we know we get into the playoffs. You know, for us, it's going to be tougher than we thought now. But, you know, that stuff's important in the playoffs. So, and when you need that, you know, someone just down there to get that board, you know. Um, but we're not just leaving them down there, hey, we'll take a bunch of threes and you get the rebounds. We're not just doing the exact same stuff. And so it has been an adjustment for him. And, and sometimes, you know, he'll be running back and it, he'll get dunked on. And people are like, oh, he got dunked on. Dude, he was out at the three-point line, man. That's somebody else's guy. He was just helping. You know what I mean? So the fact that he was able to get back to that play actually tells me something. Because, you know, he's slow-footed. He may uh, cover a lot of ground. <laughs> That's for sure. But. Yeah, overall, I think it's just uh, everybody calm down, you know, take a, take a deep breath, and uh, let this thing play out. Because, like I said, we didn't even lean into the fully stretch four and have, you know, um, Cat, although he only played like 20 games or whatever, 21 games. We didn't even have him fully go, you know, shoot eight or nine threes a game and stuff like that. We didn't, we didn't go all the way into that yet. So, because once again – you know, we know he can do it. We see it in, you know, for back-to-back years, 2018-19, he got a lot more threes. A lot of people last year were saying he needed to stop taking his main threes. That just wasn't true, <laughs> you know. But once again, people don't watch. I just saw the other day some, um, what's his toes? Uh, Paul George said one of the best, the, the most slept-on guy is, is McDaniels, defending. I mean, this guy is this guy. And this, this other, it's a somewhat popular podcast in basketball, and he's like, 
What what position does he play? Is it the two or three? Or what does he play? I'll, I'll have to check him out, you know, so they're not watching us. And I'm not, you know, ripping them for not watching the Timberwolves. It's Timberwolves basketball, for Christ's sake, since KD left. Like, you know, we've only had two interesting years that the national media would even want to get involved with watching us. So, yeah, I think it's just one of those things that uh, it sucks, you know. Yeah, and you, social you know. media, you see the pile on way more than you did. Yeah, and get ready for when Cat comes back, Chris, because it's not like it's going to be, you know, it could be a god awful mess for six games, you know, because he oh, just yeah. has to integrate for himself sure. in, and oh, Jesus, Cat yeah. didn't help anything, and blah blah blah. Well, of course, you throw that new mix into it, you know, <laughs> you got to get used to that too. Now, obviously, Cat hasn't even played with the Connolly change with anything, so a lot has changed since Cat uh, went out. Because Kat, I, he's played what? Kat, you said twenty games, something like that. That's just you know, that's a lost season basically. Yeah, twenty-one, and he left that game that he started, so about twenty-ish games. Yeah, I mean, it will be nice to get him in there and to see things kind of work. And hey, you could maybe magically make a run if he's been practicing with the guys and all that stuff. I could see, you know, maybe. But you know, if they manage to slide and lose four of whatever six games that he plays, that's just you know. Obviously, you're not have anything to lose at that point. You're probably out of the play-in, um, and then you're in the lottery, like you said, which is pretty sad, but an unanticipated. But um, yeah, I mean, just calm down and let this thing go. Now we got to pray that you know Ant comes back good, and it's not a nagging thing. And I, I don't think it will be. And then you know that cat doesn't re-injure himself. He, it's the wrist. It's the calf. It's something with him every year, but this has been a long stretch. I think one of his longest, I think. I don't think he's had a longer. Oh, it's by far his longest, yeah. yeah. The only thing that kept him out longer was COVID, and that was real. He lost like 25 pounds. So yeah, I think he that. lost his mom, too, or something like that, wasn't that? Well, that was, yeah, that was a different time. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, to put a positive spin on what is a not totally lost thing yet. I mean, they could make a surge here. It's possible, um, but it just doesn't appear to be heading that way. And, uh, yeah, what do you say about it? You just say that, like you said, it's a work in progress. And this fire, I guess I'm working against the narrative, Chris, of the fire Connolly doesn't know what he's doing. It's like, all right, hold on a second. He's obviously has a vision here somewhere. Maybe he doesn't come out and tell you directly, but he's got an idea what he wants to do. He's doing it piece by piece at a time. And you can't just say, okay, well, all these things – are not working in the right direction. I think he's a pretty damn good starting five at this point um, when healthy. And, uh, and I certainly wouldn't want to face it. You know, in the lineup, and it's been pretty good, too. Yep, and there's six we're, right we're there. We're deep, too. We're pretty By the deep. way, we're deep. We proved that we're deep this year without Cat. We proved we're, it. We're just you missing know? one max player, you know, who's a top, right? arguably a top ten player in the league. So, you know, that's a huge loss, and we can't forget that that's – I think people have already moved on from Cat in their heads. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's that's exactly it. That's exactly it. And like I said, had we have just been straight up dealing with little minor injuries here and there, like last year, you know, then I, then maybe we'd be a lot more – we would be a lot more harsh. But that's not the fucking case, <laughs> you know. And you're right. I mean – the dude led the league in centers and uh, ones going to the rack last year. Now, you know, like I said, he'll be more of a stretch right now, and he's comfortable with that. But, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. It's kind of like a rinse and repeat type thing if we 
just keep going down this way. We do have, we're playing right now. I'm going to watch it later after I'm done with a different show. Um, so no spoilers, but Atlanta and Gold. So we got the Knicks, uh, Atlanta, and then Golden State. And we actually will be doing a show this coming Monday, but the game doesn't start till 9. So that won't be a spoiler. But we'll, we'll kind of preview that there. I mean, you know, on the surface, it feels like you're going to go 0 and 3, but I think we can go 1 and 2. I think we can beat Atlanta at home. Um, but yeah, I mean, Golden State on the road is really garbage this year, but, you know, I see us losing that. It's tough to tell. Kind of like we've went off, you know, before on these predictions. It's like, what happens in the first game? It feels like sometimes you feel like, oh, now I, I feel we can go 2-1. and one. But then, you know, we'll beat the best team and then lose to the shitty team. So I think overall this season has just been inconsistent, and that's why everyone's so frustrated. But I have a feeling we're going to go 1-2 and two now. If we win tonight, then I think we can go 2-1. and one Because a lot of these, and that might be overdoing it, but when I look at some of these games, they were winnable. I just went over a couple of them, and it's like, you know, we just need to go over the hump of that. And um, it's not like we're out. It's not like we're sitting in 13, three or four games out of the 10 spot for the plan, you know. Now, we might have to, you know, play in twice instead of having the seventh or eighth uh, to be able to try to just one and done it and clinch that seventh. That, that's going to be a lot tougher now. But um, the playoffs aren't, you know, completely gone. But, yeah, it feels like one of – one and two, two and one being the best. I don't think we'll go on three. Boy, I'm not so sure about not going zero and three. Um, obviously, you win tonight, that helps out a lot because um, you can come home against Atlanta, and maybe make hay. But Golden State's going to be tough. I I want to go two and one as well, um, but that's optimistic. Um, because I, well, I like said that, one and two. Oh, you said <laughs> one said, and two. I said the the best we're gonna do is two. And okay. Two. Well, I think Cat is gonna be back, probably. Now this is just a guess. I have nothing, just a guess from here, against Golden State. Uh, that'd be Sunday. Um, and I think you could make you could probably beat Golden State if that is the case. And I'm just going on a hunch. So my hunch is that we'll, we'll beat Golden State. Um, I think we'll lose to Atlanta, and we might win tonight. So, but I'm going to say, I guess, I'm going to say we're going to lose tonight. So I'm with you. I'm with you. I think we're going to go, we're going to lose New York tonight, lose Atlanta, and then somehow beat Golden State. I'm going with that. Um, I'm going Atlanta at home. I don't think we're going to lose tonight, Golden State. But that would go right down the line of the season. Mm -hmm. Beat the better team on the road. Yeah, because you're back, you know, because you finish that next road stand with against Phoenix, and if Cat's back, that'll be a hell of a game. Can beat Sacramento. I think they go on a stretch starting with Golden State, and they win the, those three, but that's for the next week's show. Um, so I think, and then, I, you know, hopefully if Cat is back, you can stay within. You'll be winning some games, hopefully, and you can stay and maybe progress in the standings, but at least – uh, stay in the hunt for the play-in or clinch it somehow. Um, and then, you know, the mood of things will change a little bit, and I think that's what's necessary right now. I think, you know, with Ant getting nicked up, that put people in kind of a, a spiral. A lot of us. Yeah. yeah, and so, you know, they need some positivity here, and I think if you could 
if you can get Golden State and then, you know, go from there and get Cat back and I think build a lot of confidence with the squad. I think that'd be a great thing. All righty. We'll be back next Monday. Hopefully we got some good news to talk about. And like you said, hopefully Cat's back. It does really – now that we actually see, like, like reporters are seeing him on the court and, the, you know, it's actually not just the figment of anybody's imagination. It does feel like he's going to come back. Uh, but, yeah, we'll be back next Monday. Uh, enjoy the week. Let's get some dubs. Peace.